Welcome back to the Nothing is Lost podcast, where we talk all things Christian life, theology, and Bible study. Man, I don't know about you, but I am in love with our reading of Ephesians. Today, we read sections chapter 1, verses 15 through 18. And this, once again, I know it feels like I say this every single day, but once again, it feels like it is so power-packed, like Paul is holding back no punches with today's text. So just for starters, um, today's format is just a little different. Normally we offer both a video and audio podcast. Today we're podcasting only. However, it will be available on our Facebook and YouTube page. So if you are accustomed to checking out there, please do so. But of course, you can follow our podcast now on Spotify and there are other premiums coming. Um, But right now, the best place to catch us is on Spotify or over on the Nothing Is Lost blog. Just in case you're listening to this audio and have not visited the blog for today, make sure you go visit the blog. There'll be copies of my notes along with pictures and helpful study tools. So let's dive in to verses 15 through 18. Uh, Once again, we get to one of those passages that is not a standalone passage, but instead is a continuation and a complete sentence um, in the original Greek. So verses 15 through 18 are actually part of a larger passage found in verses 15 through 23. In the Greek, they would actually be written as one single sentence. Again, that explains why it seems like the next few days everything is going to be so power packed. And a lot of listing and categorizing and providing various information. Um, Overall, this section can be termed a prayer for wisdom and knowledge. Verse 15 is what starts us off. And this is what can be referred to as the commendation. And verse 15, we find out why Paul is writing to the Ephesian church. He's very proud of them because of their knowledge of their faith and their love toward one another in the body of Christ. He starts off. Ephesians with a uh, benediction of sorts. And then he continues into a place of intercession for the people at Ephesus. In fact, that first chapter is divided by those two features. You see our introduction in verses one through two, our benediction in verses three through 14, and then our intercession in verses 15 through 23. First, he blesses God for blessing us in Christ. Then he prays that God will open our eyes to grasp the fullness of this blessing and understand exactly what it is that we have received from God. And I don't know about you, but I like to think that when Paul wrote this letter, not only did he pray for the Asian church at Ephesus, but he prayed for all of the believers who would eventually hear and read what he had to say. So um, we continue forward. And in this, there were a lot of power words, things that I thought were interesting and I wanted to dig deeper into what exactly um, it meant. So definitely go take a look at my notes. I have a lot of uh, definitions and highlighting and understanding, but as usual, I'll hit you with some of the major things that stood out to me. So in verse 15, one of the major things that stands out is this idea of faith. And that's explained as being strong confidence and reliance upon The church in Ephesus had a strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and that caused them to have love for one another. And I was so interested to know what version of love was used in this text. Of course, we know that in Greek, there is more than one expression for love. You have Philadelphia, that the the phileo love that we get in Philadelphia, uh, the city of brotherly love, the love between brothers. You have agape love, which is the love, which is a divine love. And you have eros 
which is an erotic, uh, romantic love. And the word that he used, their love for all the saints was indeed that of agape love, which was so crazy to me. I don't know. I think I was expecting phileo. However, it was agape. Um, Also, we find that Paul in this praise that the readers would know God in a personal and intimate way. Um, One thing that was very um, popular that we'll learn more about in the Ephesian church is they were they were interrogators. They interrogated new traditions. They interrogated the scriptures. They interrogated religion. So they knew a lot of things by factual knowledge. But his prayer for them is that they would seek to know God more personally and more intimately. Um, and Paul was impressed by their vertical relationship which is their relationship with God and also their horizontal relationship, which in all actuality, our vertical relationship should definitely inform our um, horizontal relationships. So verse 16, we find that Paul is giving thanks to the people and praying for them, which is something that we should do. We should pray for those that we're connected to, um, those that we serve with, the believers in the body of Christ, the persecuted church. These are people that we should be prayerful for, uh, that their needs are being met, that God is refreshing them, strengthening them and keeping them. Verse 17. um, This is where I spent a lot of time doing some digging. Um, This is where we start, where we see, first of all, we see a Trinitarian appearance and that we see God, the father, Jesus Christ, the son. And we also see the Holy Spirit. Um, We see God, of course, as the father of glory, the father of Jesus Christ. And you see that the Lord, that the Lord Jesus Christ would give us um, his spirit of wisdom. And when you look at spirit, the word translated spirit is pneuma, which is another word for the Holy Spirit. We also see another characteristic of the Holy Spirit. We see that the Holy Spirit provides us with wisdom, with revelation and with knowledge, which are three different things. Um, Sometimes we can think that these things are are just variations of the same thing. But instead, we learn that wisdom is the trait of utilizing knowledge and experience with common sense and insight. We learn that revelation is the communication of knowledge or something that may have previously been hidden. And we learn that knowledge in and of itself can be referred to as personal recognition or coming to understand something clearly and distinctly as true or valid, often with a personal acquaintance that necessitates a positive or negative reaction. Um, It's also important to note that with verse 17, more modern translations um, like the NIV and I believe the, uh, no, the NLT doesn't, the NIV, the message and the CSB actually begin verse 17 as a new sentence. But um, if you look at some of the more little translations, like the ESV, the NASB, the King James, this sentence is actually a continuation of what is already being said. And it continues that thought. And it's also very interesting that the Greek phrase um, that rever- that refers to knowledge is a phrase that specifically does not refer to an abstract knowledge or just objective thoughts, but instead it refers to personally and intimately knowing God. And it's an intimate awareness of his character and will. Um, As I said, the church at Ephesians would have been a well-educated church. They would have been the church where everybody had quote unquote, a seminary degree where people spent time studying the scriptures and interrogating 
um, and they would have had a lot of book knowledge. But Paul's ultimate goal for them was that they would also develop the same type of heart knowledge that they had, head knowledge. In verse 18, this is one of my favorite verses where he prays that the eyes of their heart would be enlightened. Um, and again, this goes with this idea of having head knowledge versus heart knowledge. So many times we're interested in the head knowledge, but we forget that the fullness of God is having a heart knowledge, having a connection with him and understanding him in the spiritual and not necessarily in what we can just see in the natural. Um I have a lot of notes on this section because I was very interested in what each word meant um, as far as eyes. Was it a natural eye? Um, was it just a spiritual eye? Um, however, this specific eye, while it does represent the natural eye, it also refers to the perception of the mind, the heart. I was like, OK, is that my beating heart or is it a spiritual reference? Um, the word used for heart is cardia, which you may recognize from cardiac. Um it is the locus of a person's thought, their mind, volition, emotions, knowledge of right from wrong, their conscience, and it's understood as the heart or seat of their emotions. You have enlightened, which is photizo. Um, that word excited me because it reminded me of photograph, um, again, related to the eye. Um, and it means to be understanding or to be illuminated. And that may know, may know is one word, oida. Uh, meaning to know, to be cognizant or aware of a fact or for a specific piece of information to possess knowledge or information about. Um, and when you put all that together, that stood out to me that Paul's goal for them, again, was that they would have knowledge. They would have an intimate knowledge of God, that they would tap into the gifts and the promises that God gives us. Um there was a wonderful story in the Tony Evans study of the Bible, and he explained how he was a platinum flyer for an airline and he had received a handbook, but he had never really read it until later years. And because of that, he missed out on a number of things um, that were a benefit to him as a traveler and of being a member of that specific class. And, you know, he compared it to our belief with Christ that when we don't get into the word, when we don't study the promises of God, we're unaware of those things that he has for us. We're unaware of those things that he's doing in our lives because we don't realize um, in fullness who we are and what we have access to because of the work of Christ. And the last thing that I kind of wanted to just kind of focus in on was this idea of riches. Um, he says that of his glorious riches. And my question became, well, what are these riches? And one of the things that was so wonderful to me, I read this in a commentary um, where literally Paul begins to, to list off the riches or some of the riches that we have as believers. Um, he also refers to them as our spiritual blessings, um, election, predestination, adoption, grace, redemption, forgiveness, wisdom, understanding, knowledge of the mystery of his will, the sealing of the Holy Spirit and our inheritance in Christ. And I was like, God, that to me, again, I keep, I feel like I say the same thing about every portion, but I don't really know how to say it other than that. So amazing. And so, um, humbling and, and encouraging to, to realize what it is that God planned for us 
from the beginning. Um, if nothing else, I can say that the first four days of Ephesians has reminded me of the fact that everything, no matter how big, no matter how small, no matter how insignificant it may seem, it is indeed for the glory of God and that he already has a plan um, for us. And it reminds me that if we just dig in and tap into what promises that we have in God, we have no reason to live um, beneath the standard that he has for us. So I'm so excited to share that with you guys today. It's not much um, by way of information verbally, but if you take a look at my notes, you'll see that there are about five pages, four or five pages of just my ramblings on paper, information from um, commentaries, um, just understanding of words, side notes, cross references, all just all the things um, from where I spent time with that text throughout the day today, which I encourage you a lot of times when I'm working through the text. I'm not just reading it 10 minutes in the morning. I'm literally spending time um, throughout the day going back. I wrestle with it. I'm chewing on it and spending time going back and forth. Um, with the text. I may take a break and come back and pick it up and see something different. So um, I guess that's my pro study tip for the day. Make sure you spend time wrestling with the text, spend time going back and forth. Um, the method that you'll see in my notes today is called verse mapping. I include um, a link to a verse mapping card that was designed by someone that I follow and a copy of my notes. And I kind of explain a little bit about what verse mapping is over on the blog. So make sure you go by and check that out. Pick up a copy um, of my notes. I hope you guys are enjoying those. Um, I will have another fun printable for tomorrow. I'm actually going to use a different method that's a little bit more lightweight, um, a little bit easier that I use a lot more often. But I think you'll still enjoy it and it's still informative. And I will have a little bit of the more in-depth stuff like you've seen just because of that specific section. And it starts to kind of zero in on some of my favorite verses um, in the first chapter. I told you guys, I absolutely love the book of Ephesians. So I have favorite verses all throughout the book, but in every chapter, there are specific verses that I'm partial to for one reason or another. Um, however, our time is pretty much up for today. That's really all that I have, but I can't wait to get back with you guys on tomorrow. Our reading assignment for tomorrow is Ephesians 1, 19 through 23, and we will officially be finishing off chapter one. So I will do one more summary breeze through of everything. And then on uh, Monday, we will start on chapter two. I'm so excited to keep reading with you guys. I pray that these reflections are being a blessing to you in your study time and that they are indeed helping you out. If you have any questions, please feel free to leave it in the comments below on any medium, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Have a wonderful evening, and I will see you back tomorrow with our daily reflections. Thank you once again for tuning in for Nothing Is Lost podcast, where we discuss all things Christian life, theology, and Bible study. We can't wait to share the word with you. Make sure you invite a friend to join you for our Read With Me July. Make sure you stop by the blog at www.nothingislost.me for all things Read With Me and get a copy of the notes for today's session.